Hey guys, hope you enjoy this music-centric We Know Nothing with pop singer and songwriter Eric Hutchinson. So fun. Enjoy. You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh yeah. Hi, and welcome to We Know Nothing. I'm Anya Marina, and we have a very special show today. I know I say that almost every time, but I'm going to say hi first to Sam Morrill across from me. Oh, my why God. Would you do, why would you switch it? <laughs> because she went with the cool guy first this time, dude. Just to, Sorry. Because he looked vulnerable and scared. His yeah, headphones just he broke does. off. Oh, he's intimidated by me. He's a real yeah, class I'm really act. intimidated by you. Fuck you, dude. Wow. I don't even like you. Just <laughs> negative right out of the gate. Negative? Sam wow. Or a realist. Uh, Mr. Phil Hanley That's to right. my right. Mr. You see, you got that. Looking text. good. He's yeah, dapper. Thank He's you. a Canadian Don Draper. That was, you know are you working on your sarcasm? Because that was pretty good. <laughs> I got a laugh out of Engineer Chris, so that yeah, was good. Well, yeah. Also, I don't, we, we call him Engineer Chris. We can just call him Chris and not be yeah. condescending on you. Yeah, yeah why I mean, do we Jesus. have to be... So people know what he does for a living. And my dear, dear friend, uh, Mr. Eric Hutchinson, pop Hello. star, singer, songwriter, Russian Jew? Are you a Russian uh, Jew? Um, not, not sure. You should find out. Okay. <laughs> like now? Yeah, yeah. He's not giving a guest homework. No, he's got to get an, get an ancestry Hungarian, I think, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Scottish. I think that's what we're going to be talking about today. Sorry. I think that your ethnicity is like primary, of primary importance. Uh, no, it's not. But how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here with you guys. Last time <laughs> I saw fun. you was Russ and Daughters. Was yes, that the last Russ time? Russ and Daughters Cafe. Eric knows all the good places to eat. Oh, cool. Russ and Daughters, is, that's legendary. Yeah, yeah. I've never been there. Where is that? It's down the Lower East Side, and then they opened up like a, a hip new like cafe where you can actually sit down. That's like two blocks away, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. So we yeah. went there and waited for like an hour and then got to sit Because you don't know all the cool hip spots, Phil. Oh, I've been there. There's an episode on, on Louie where they do like a whole thing with uh, oh, yeah, that was Parker at the Posey. Deli. Yeah, uh-huh. at the deli where they're trying all the fishes and the food. Mm-hmm. The oh, yeah I've, been, yeah, I've been there a couple times. Yeah, I spent most yeah. of my time thinking about food. I know you, but you always you always claim that you can't stop. But you're one of those guys that I'm like, you're fine. You you can totally stop. You just think in my in your mind that you're overeating, but you're never overeating. He's like the slimmest, most athletic. Thank you. <laughs> Take that, Hanley. Yeah, well, I don't understand. He why takes you're good being care. Aggressive to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Phil, you look great. Also, but yeah. Eric's a big um, guy. There's my, a lot of therapy people in here. I like this. Everyone's really on top yes. of it. Thank We're you for bringing that up. Therapy. We're yeah, just talking yeah. about that. We're also just. My, I was just on the phone with my manager, and he was like, "Eric Hutchinson, the musician." I was like, "Yeah," and he was like, "He's like, I love Eric Hutchinson." Oh, tell him I said hi. Uh, he's a comedy manager too. Who is it? Who is it? Kind of. Is it your friend? <laughs> I know who it is. It's probably your best friend. Who is it? Steve Wedenstein. Oh, I don't. I don't know Steve. Yeah. Eric is in the comedy. If world, you have though. any bookings, please reach out to him. I'm struggling right now. <laughs> Eric's going to be opening up for John Mulaney. Actually, oh, I already awesome. did. Oh, cool. You did? Yeah, we did two shows together. Yeah, it How, was fun. Where? It was in um, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh and um, at a theater. Yeah, it was a theater. It was like fifteen hundred people at least. John Mulaney packing them in. I know. Um, and what's the other one? The comeback Athens? kid. No, what's the. What's that town? Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. Ooh, that's oh, cool! Gorgeous I hear it's down beautiful. There. Yeah. Yes, it is beautiful. It was pouring rain when we were there, unfortunately, but it's really beautiful. That day, I was supposed to fly in from Pittsburgh, and then like I got a call at like four in the morning, saying that the flight was canceled. So I like 
drove most of the way. Ugh. It was a wow. Yeah, drove and then flew. Flew and then drove. I only think the closest they could get me was Charlotte. So then I went there and got a rental car and drove like four or five hours. Oh wow. You know, the road. I know, does, that's how it works. That's where you and I met. Does that affect road. you as a as a musician? If you, like a crazy travel day, would that affect your performance? Or do you feel once you start going, or if you've done like a bunch of shows in a row, is the fourth night going to be not as good as the first night because you're you're tired? Or does it does it have any... He's um, terrible. Yeah, the fourth <laughs> show sucks. Don't come to the fourth <laughs> show in a row. <laughs> no, I mean, for me, I spend most of my energy on tour <clears throat> taking care of myself. And yeah. like, I'm pretty boring my... My band says I'm like the least rock star person they know, but I like go to sleep early. I don't really drink. And then, because I just have to, otherwise, like if I start partying and stuff, like by the second week of tour, I'm already sick and I yeah, lost yeah. my voice. So then I come home here in New York and that's when I start binging. Okay. It's like reverse uh, rock star. So you're star conscious. Life. So would you like exercise and stuff on the road? I try to. It makes a big difference. Yeah, it really does. I, yeah. I know. I saw him open for Kelly Clarkson. He just did a bunch of dates again, like a second run with Kelly Clarkson because you did that, what, like a year ago? Like six years ago. Okay. And um, keeping up to date on your stuff. <laughs> but um, you, were, it's a, such an athletic show. You're running all over the stage. It's a huge, like I saw him at Radio City Music Hall. And it was you're like. You're making me sound so good today. I love this. Thank you. No, but it's true. You're, and you, when you're done with the show, haven't you sweat through? I'm very sweaty. <clears throat> but so, I kind of like that. It's like all the, I don't know, all the people you think of when you think of famous pictures of them. Bruce Springsteen's mm-hmm. like drenched in sweat up there. <laughs> James young. Brown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not yeah. cool if they're like just sitting there bone dry afterwards. Yeah, They didn't true. work very hard. Yeah. Yeah, and you dance, you run around, so you really take your training seriously. I do not. I'm yeah. like on the elliptical for 20 minutes. I've been like cutting out carbs this week. I've been feeling kind of gross. Yeah, don't. How do, do you that. do? How do you cut out carbs? It sucks. It's hard. It right? sucks, and I don't even like. There's nothing less interesting than talking about diet, so we can move on. But um, <laughs> Anya loves to get on the on the food stuff, though. I don't. I don't I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah. No, I just. I, I mean, I just. I was in Miami for my. I was selling my celebrating my anniversary with my wife, and we kind of congratulations. Just, thank you. That's you know, what I was um, looking for nothing from Anya, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, five years. I just kind of yeah partied a little too much, and then came home feeling just kind of gross. So I've just. I'm trying to like take my life back. Yeah, you, know? you should. That's how I feel now. Last week, the New York Comedy Festival, I was just like drinking way too much. That's not like you. <laughs> I know. That's Fuck so you, buddy. <laughs> and uh, too many whiskeys, eating like just garbage. So I, yeah. just, I need to get back on the mm-hmm. on track. But I am. I'm getting better every day. You know, what's, you really, you know what's really empowering? It's like if you're having dinner with people and like the bread basket comes and like you just don't touch it. Oh, it everyone's is. like, oh my God, you're just a god. Let's yeah. pause for all the I women rolling that, their eyes right now. During I never this do podcast. that. I, always, I eat all the bread and I go, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> a little treat. <laughs> I think you need carbohydrates. I think they're important. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just yeah. like I'm just doing like a quick like flash diet, like a, a week, and then I'm back. Actually, tomorrow I'm planning on. You don't go far off. into the other direction. I I mean, again, this is I think pretty boring, but um, <laughs> I think that's what happens. To, I can only speak for myself. That's what happens to me when I try to reel anything in. Yeah. Then there's a day or two of just it's crazy the other way. It's binge and purge they call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's an eating disorder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what Eric, it is. Are you, you said are you a therapy person as well? Yeah, yes. Can I you am. please tell the story about why you switched therapists? <laughs> wow, this this is a good it's podcast. Not like, it's you pull not out like the good personal stuff. info. So, my wife and I bought an apartment in New York, which was very exciting. And um, I'm on the market right now. Nice. Buy a place, yeah. <laughs> And my wife found it while I was on the road. And when I came back, 
she was like, we have to see it. She ran a half marathon and she was like, after the half marathon, she was like, please, can I show you this apartment? I really think it's for us. And I was like, where is it? And she gives me the address and I'm like, that sounds so familiar. And then I realized it was the same intersection of where my therapist's office was. So we go and then I realize it's the same building that my therapist's <laughs> office is in. And I just a week earlier learned that she lives in the building. And um, so then I told her that, and, and she was like, which apartment are you in? And, and I told her, and she's like, I'll be living directly above you. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. And it was actually, it's kind of a bummer. It sucked. We had like a pretty bad breakup, mm-hmm. and now I see her, and it's like super weird. You had a bad breakup with your therapist? We stopped. I sort of assumed that when I said, oh, I'm moving into the building, that she would be like, uh, we can't do this anymore. But instead, she like went on a 10-minute rant about all the things that are wrong with the building. And then it was like, are you trying to make me not move in? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. like, it was just, you know, it's like a moment where you're like, I've been taking advice from this person for a long time. And uh-huh. then all of a sudden, like, you have to see them act like maybe they don't have all their stuff together. Totally. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had that with my therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Time. That's why I try to learn as little as possible about the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be like the worst thing ever, though, if you're in therapy and you're like, I'm having trouble with my wife. And they're like, I know, I heard last yeah. night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was pretty yeah, bad. You, you were pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little, That's it's a little awful. weird. That's hard. Uh, so, so then you stop going. Well, for a minute, I thought like, oh, this could be really fun. Like, I'd just be like, I know we're both doing laundry, but could I just get like a quick five-minute <laughs> yeah. session in here? Yeah. Or just or yell like, up at the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Or she's like, see her in the elevator, and she's like, how you doing? I'm like, well, I'm going home this weekend, so you know that's sometimes difficult for me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it was just kind of as soon as she said she lives so close, it was like, oh, I can't tell all my problems to my neighbor. Yeah. I can tell them to a complete stranger, yeah. but not my neighbor. Yeah, yeah. So you still see her around the building? Sometimes. It's always super awkward, though. I've tried to like own it more, just be like, I have every right to be here too. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, but do you, you like the place? Seeing me cry do you, doesn't mean you're better than me. Do you like <laughs> the place? Sam always says that to me. Do you do you like the place? I love the place. Oh, yeah. some of us have feelings, yeah. Phil. Cool. So that was like it was very it was very Seinfeld, Sex in the City kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it of like, is. What do you choose, the apartment or the therapist? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's so good. We should submit that to Josh Gondelman. Gondelman's Modern Seinfeld. The other day I we love had Modern the, Seinfeld. He was on the other day, and uh, really and funny guy. So good. That would be a great plot point for me. I had a, a weird situation going on with therapy because I I just went every week and then Sam mentioned that he took a couple of weeks off and I was like, oh, I didn't know you could take a couple of weeks off. Well, they don't like it. I mean, they don't like. I'm sure they, they well, want that been, money. It, it's yeah. been like five weeks and I'm. I, it's, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Really? Yeah. yeah well, you just because it was relaxed. like You're cold turkey. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll go back at some point, but it's been really nice just sure to not will. have to go during the day. He also is a cold turkey. <laughs> I don't, who me? <laughs> Sorry to laugh at uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Really. You should be. Wow. Okay. Um. So yeah. No. It just feels good to not have to do. I don't know if it's the same with musicians, but if uh, like as a comic, if you have something to do during the day, you're just like, are you fucking serious? Because yeah, totally. you want to just you know write or you know I guess Sam like you. It's kind of your hangover time, but for me, <laughs> you know, I want to be productive exercise, right? Right. Haven't you had it yet? Haven't I had what yet? Had it. I have had it. I've <laughs> had it, bro. <laughs> Why would you encourage that, Anna? Take it. What wow. do you think, Eric? What do you think? He's well, like, I didn't have the headphones on, but oh, from what I could hear. see, it's, it, it, I mean, it's a great song. The thing, it's not really. Damn good. you, um, Eric. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we need to talk about this relapse in therapy, you guys. Five yeah. weeks off. Five weeks is a while. Yeah. Although I'm kind of going on a stretch right now. Are you? And I'm just gonna ride it out. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Sometimes, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, 
maybe not. I think with with the guy that I see, and he is good, and 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 he has. Uh, I feel like there's two types of therapists. Some you leave, and they just give you like a pep talk for an hour, yep. and nothing you nothing's your fault, and it's all yeah. everyone else's. And you leave, and you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. This guy is the opposite. Majority of things are my fault. <laughs> and I leave, and I'm just like, oh my god! And but he actually he is the most effective. Those people he's that just great give you, what he does. he's so good. You guys go to the same therapist. Oh yeah. yeah, at the same time or no? No, no. <laughs> but, we we but did that one couple comic, sessions. A lot of comics we, see him. Oh really? Yeah. And, he's the uh, comic specialist. Yeah, and like sometimes like a comic will walk out. And oh, I'll, just, I'll just get like a hug on the way out, and then I'll leave, and it's another comic. I get another hug. It's not yeah. you get a lot That's of hugs. Sweet. You hug your therapist. You hug him. Uh, I mean, he kissed my neck last time. It gets weird, but you know, he's he's good at his job. Do, do you really hug him? I've hugged him before. How many times? Oh my In god! A row, he like told me hug, he li- he hugs, told me he likes hugs. me better than you. I, I was like, <laughs> you have to he say always that. says <laughs> well, he says I'm, he always says that you have trouble following me. In therapy, yeah, well, I don't have as many yeah. problems as you, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, How often oh, is that a thing him? for comics when, like, you, oh man, I gotta follow this guy in therapy? Yeah, yeah that's a whole thing. I'll right? see some people, I'm like, woof, he probably talked about bestiality in there. Phil Hanley, I mean, I'm gonna have to really up my game. Wow, that's, that, that's really <laughs> Is this, like, a new thing for, like, it to be cool for comics to go to therapy? I feel like yes. Mark Marin maybe helped usher this in or something. I think Richard or, Lewis broke down the doors. Really? Back in Richard the day. Lewis is the, is the godfather he, of he, comedian. And, and, so, and he went to the therapist. That we go to what? Yeah, Richard Lewis used to this go there. This guy's right? a legend. He's Are you a legend. serious? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't I'm that so in that article? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's in a, LA though. It is he'll, true. Woody Allen was definitely into that stuff, but I feel like his thing was like so specific and like, oh, he's like a neurotic New York Jew, and that's like part of his bit. He does therapy, right. and I, I always love it. Yeah. They call it analyst. Analyst, Me too. My I, love I need to analyst. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's I think it's more like there's yeah there's a few parts to that yeah one of it's like almost you get like more street cred as a comic the more fucked up you are you know like oh. like Marin like it's almost like with rappers it's like toughness with comedy it's like right. psychologically fucked up but I also think for me it's more like being in control and aware of stuff and like for sure and it makes me just I think a a better person if I'm you're really thinking about myself. therapy out there in in uh, podcast land i would check it out you know i was kind of I the heart i always say this to my friends the hardest time is making the very first appointment and finding somebody and that's like the one i put off forever and then once you kind of get into it it's it's very helpful it is i am attracted to men who are in therapy if you, you if should I'm, hang out I'm up there three times a week I, I mean you should see how much I can complain it's <laughs> fucking really it's putting it out there this, this whole, I'm serious yeah. the last guy I dated said he was in therapy and immediately in my mind he his stock grew well uh-huh. that I mean that's I get it it's like it's a person who's trying to be improving themselves yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's not just like hey I'm miserable it's someone who's self-reflective and interested in bettering themselves and interested in looking at life in a way that isn't just like no, I'm fine. This is how it is, and this is how it should be. People who are not in therapy. So Phil's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Phil's Looks in like that he's place. Picking his nose. He's really in I that place. rubbing my beard. So <laughs> do you think you'll go, you go back? Uh, I will. I'll definitely. Uh, but it'll be like you have a breakdown, and then uh, you're like, I better yeah. go back. Uh, no, no. I'll, I'll go back, and I'll go back. I Also, though, I think because this guy really does make you kind of work hard, right? Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like it's like uh, when you like, say if you've like ex- you're exercising a lot and then you stop for a couple of weeks and you go back, it's kind of good, I think. Like I yeah. feel like I'm still processing some of the stuff or processing some of the stuff that he told me okay, or whatever. So I, in, in a way, I think it's good. And I'll definitely uh, go back because I do like him and I, and I think that uh, it, 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 it has been effective. But let me ask you guys this because you, you're fr- are you from like a... Small hometown? Uh, I'm from just outside of Washington, D.C. It was a smaller town. Yeah. Do you think, and uh, uh, everyone can, um, can answer this, but uh, 
I, I feel like if I stayed in my hometown, I feel like my life would have just been a lot simpler. And I probably, I don't know if I would, like if I lived in where I'm from, Oshawa, Ontario, I don't think I would have, uh, I don't think I'd be in therapy right now. I might need it even more, but I feel like it would just be e- like just a simpler kind of. I think you'd probably go by a simpler name to like Phil the Strangler or something like that. <laughs> you know, would have been a better existence. Not Sweet Dick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sweet um, Dick. <laughs> sweet Dick. Really, really, really flipped that one into a compliment, there, Phil. That sounds like a condiment. Sweet Dick. Can I get some Sweet Dick on the side of this burger? Thanks. Uh, do you think if you, you stay in your hometown, would you go to therapy? <clears throat> Probably in my hometown, but I get what you're getting at. Like, I, there's like a, I go to an adult summer camp, which is not a porn oh, yeah. thing, but like it's like my favorite place on earth, and it's like so simple, and like I'm just so happy there the whole time. Uh-huh. And I certainly think being in a city, there's just more complications. You're around more people, and that adds more stuff. But there's some stuff that's sort of baked into you that you gotta untangle sometimes. But what, also, what do you mean an adult summer camp? Like, so my wife went to this YMCA summer camp. Uh, Camp Fitch in Erie, Pennsylvania, and like she went for like I don't know, f- twelve years or something. And then they do a thing, they do one week of summer where it's family camp, and all these people come back, and like there's like generations that have been going together. It's like grandparents all the way down to like the great grandkids are all at the that week, and it's like super wholesome. And you kayak and play bingo and stuff, and it's uh, it's awesome. So like I I was kind of like oh, I don't want to go to this, and then it's like the best. <laughs> How long is it? It's like a week, and I actually I took my band through there. We were just the regular. The camp was like in session with all the kids and everything, but I know the people who run it now. So like I was like, seriously, I'd just love to show this to my band, and like, do you mind if we just come through for a day and we'll like do a concert for the kids or something if you want? It was super fun. You did? Did you do a show? Yeah, we did a little show. We That's played so like cool. Uptown Funk because oh we were going to be eaten That's... alive otherwise by these kids. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, can you do some songs for us? I could do a song. And then we can get back to therapy. Yeah. Um, pick up that guitar. See if that works. Eric and I met on tour. I've toured with him a couple of times now. I've known you for like eight years or something crazy. A long time. A really long time. I think I went on one of my first tours with you. And I've recently uh, been told I say tour weird. How do you say it? Tour. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and everyone else is like, they put like a nice U. Tour kind of. Tour? I say tour. Anya, is that a 64, that guitar? I think it's a 64 J45. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <clears throat> All right, I'm playing a song. What, okay, so you have a bunch of albums out. You have Moving Up. Wait, what is it called? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have Moving On Up. No, I you have, have this album called Moving Up, Living Down, and it was a <laughs> yeah. hard lesson of like, don't make album titles long and confusing because nobody ever gets it right. At that time, I had Moving Up, Living Down, and the single was Watching You Watch Him, and nobody would ever get it right. That, oh, right. that song is about his wife's obsession with um, Roger Federer. The tennis oh, wow. player, yeah. Like she's inc- insanely obsessed. Like watches tennis and cries. Oh yeah. And Eric really? told her once, like, if you really are so in love with Roger Federer, like, didn't you say like you could have a pass? And she was like, No, I never said that. She's talking about putting words in people's yeah. mouths. Well, you heard it here. She, I guess, she friend. claims it's not a it's not a romantic interest. She's just sort of, um, and she would never. I mean, this is how obsessed she is. She would never want to come between him and his wife and like doesn't want to break up his family so and all this stuff. to do with you? It's more... So here's a weird thing though. Marriage. She'll sometimes call him Eric. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> like she'll refer to what time Eric's match is on. I'm like, really? this is all just twisted in your brain. <laughs> I also realized the other day her two bosses, one boss is named Eric and her other boss is named Tom who's her dad's name also. So like she, her bosses are her dad and her 
time husband. for more therapy. Yes, yeah, seriously. Do you, do you find yourself rooting for Djokovic when she's playing Federer? I like that? Djokovic, but no, because it's it just ruins like at least a couple of days. Wow. Like she's like a pouty Michigan football fan who like <laughs> she won't leave the house if he loses, and you know she's in a bad mood. And she does she, she play tennis? Bratty. No, no, not really. She started playing a little bit, but um, she just loves it. She's wow. a stylist. She's a stylist. She styled. She styled the Olympics. She like wardrobed. Didn't she work on the she wardrobe? Did. She worked on the amazing. tennis stuff for the Olympics. It was like the best week of her life. Yeah, she met Roger Federer. Oh, so she's met him. She met him, and then she cried for like a week. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And you're so cool about it. I'm so cool. Except I usually have a breakdown around September, like when the season's like wrapping up, and I'm just like, can we please just go to dinner? <laughs> so she has to watch it every night in front of the TV. We've been working on that. She had a real meltdown during Wimbledon and like locked herself in the bathroom. I was on, on tour at the time, but um, she was with some friends and locked herself in the bathroom. And um, so we've been working on managing our expectations and like maybe you can skip an early match and we can just live our lives. Or you could uh, maybe a DVR or something. Or watch. Yeah. yeah, no, no, because she'll look at like Twitter or something. She'll yeah, find you need it somewhere. To be watching it live, man. Yeah. What does her therapist say about this? She doesn't have a therapist. Doesn't want one. Hmm. She's, although she said that the Roger thing is the first thing. It makes her feel like she needs to get one. <laughs> That's great. That'd well, be a hilarious therapy session. She just talks about Federer the entire yeah. time. There must be some people out there like that who just see a therapist and they're just like, let me tell you about Lamar and Chloe Kardashian. Yeah, exactly. Like, wait, wait, how about you? She's like, no, no, let me, let me get you this. <laughs> What's weird, though, is like he's the highest paid athlete in the world, but like in America he's not that well known because tennis just isn't that popular anymore. But like... She's like it's like if you were like obsessed with Tom Brady and you're like I'm the one who loves Tom Brady and it's like no everybody loves yeah. Tom Brady. Who's so your like, Roger Federer? Not me. I hate Tom Brady. Go Giants. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have any? You don't have like a crush. I have a crush. Um, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Does that count? Do you? Do you have a man crush in Seinfeld? Oh yeah, absolutely. Love Seinfeld. Yeah, he is kind of the best. Is he coming in next or no? Yeah, we're gonna have a whole special on. Jerry. I also have, Jerry I also have a crush right on his you. wife, Jessica Seinfeld. She's I pretty follow hard, her on huh? Instagram, and uh, just kind of love her whole thing. Yeah. I heard I was at um, a show, and I heard that she was there, and I got all excited, and then like I didn't get to see her. They're, oh, really? I was thinking about their marriage the other day. Like they're a real power couple. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like she seems to really have that family under control oh yeah she's she rules with an iron fist yeah like she's always doing charity events and cookbooks and she dyed her hair blonde and yeah i would have put blonde at the top of that list (laughs) right sorry um let's let's hear a song what are you you have a new record coming out yeah i do it's it's called eric hutchinson is pretty good it is yeah i like that that was on an old t-shirt i had (laughs) it was an old t-shirt and i brought it back and I'm just I'm sticking with it. Okay, good. We got to start making these We Know Nothing shirts. That logo on a shirt on a oh soft American. Oh my gosh, American I would buy a hundred of those shirts. Come so on, speaking of which, I I, uh, I wore this on purpose. Oh, good. You always are dressed really nicely. Look Thank at you. how he Thank makes. You. See, Phil's. Uh, Phil's dressed. Really he knows. Nicely too. Oh, thanks. <gasps> You're wearing my T-shirt, the Anya Marina yeah, bicyclist really shirt. Oh my god, I want those, an Anya Marina. I want shirt. Those, those don't exist I'd anymore. I'd be wearing a We Know Nothing shirt if they existed. Okay, we'll make them. Okay. We got to pool our resources, which is why you guys who are listening can click on the donate button at Stand Up New York Labs, StandUpNYLabs.com. And tweet at us if you'd get a shirt or not. I think you, I think some I think of you, you guys would. should just dive right in and order 10,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've got a new record coming out. It's your yes. follow-up to um, Pure Fiction, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite albums of all time, which wow. I have played a song from, I don't know, at least 300 times on my 
little iPhone here. But um, what do you want to do? Something new? Yeah, I don't know now. I don't know. I do you want to so. do something old? I could do something in between. Okay. Do the one surprise us, I guess. This is a song about being in love with a lesbian bartender. Oh, I love this one. You gotta know where you stand If you were gonna try to make a move She is standing alone with her girls And I don't think she minds She better not give a damn If you were gonna be one of those I've seen a thousand come round and she just shoots them all down the cold shoulder. So if you want my advice, don't let it go to your head. She's the kind of a girl who wants a girl in her bed. You can give her your heart, she wants your sisters instead. Better forget about Joni. Her black hair shines in the night. Infectious smile and she loves to tease. All the athletes and actors have called, but she's never responded. She's got those jeans on so tight. She's half Egyptian and half Japanese. Each time she's batting an eye, congressmen, senators cry, oh, Mama, help me. So if you want my advice, don't let it go to your head. She's the kind of a girl who wants a girl in her bed You can give her your heart, she wants your sisters instead Better forget about Joni Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-joni Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-joni Ch-ch-ch-ch-joni All of the men want Joni so much But she don't want the touch of a man gonna know where you were the very moment that you caught these blues you lie awake all through your nights wondering what she's doing just listen here if you're unsure i've walked a thousand miles in your shoes i spend the rest of my life back at this bar every night trying to love her my advice, don't let it go to your head She's the kind of a girl who wants a girl in her bed You can give her your heart, she wants your sisters instead Better forget about Joni Better forget about Joni Better forget about Joni Better forget about Hutchinson. That was great, Eric. That's one Unbelievable. of my favorite songs. I love that. Has that ever come out? Yeah, it's out. It's on Pure Fiction. Your favorite album of yeah. all time, remember? Wow. Is it on the acoustic release? Is it really on Pure Fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, Unbelievable. I was, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Eric. I, yeah, it's just seen you lie to a friend. I know that. I mean, I've just seen you live so many times because yeah. I'm so That's such a fun together. song. That's great. <laughs> can I, I can I, like, with a songwriter, would you... 
like say things happen to us as a comic where you're like, oh, okay, that's a bit. So did you actually see a situation like that and you're like, oh, that's a song? How does it work? Uh, my buddy mentioned something about it and I kind of just, yeah, latched on. But sometimes, yeah, certainly there's some things from talking to somebody or I'm like, that's a song. Like I've got a new song called Dear Me that is like a letter to myself when I was a kid. And I just felt like when that idea came along, I was like, that seems relatable. And I'm, I don't know, that one kind of, as they say, wrote itself. Oh, okay. Know? But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm always on the lookout for good ideas. And then how long would it take? Like it might take two months to get a bit just where you want it or where you were like, okay, there's an ending. It's like done. Mm-hmm. How long would it take? Say that song. How long? Like you'd sit down and play with chords and stuff like that. Is that how it works? The weirdest thing though is like, it's, just, it's like if you did your special first and then went on tour because cheer. Yeah, that's true. Because I think um, you say it fine. It's like sometimes I'll finish a song, I get exactly where I want it, and then I get it out and I start playing it and I'm like, oh, people don't like this song. <laughs> oh, know? really? Okay. Yeah. Can you tell? Like as a comic, it's so easy to tell like, oh, they're not engaged in this. Can you tell as a, a performer where you're like, oh, the audience isn't, do you just get less energy from them or is it, yes, how do you tell? But it's also hard because with music, people are excited to hear what they already know. So like, yeah, they can be like sort of interested in a song they haven't heard before, but then if they've heard it on the radio for a month and they come to the show, they're, that's why they came to hear that song. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. So it's like, I try not to like look into it too much, but um, you can tell when people don't like it. I can also just tell when I don't like it. Like I'm playing it, I'm like, oh, I'm bored during this. Yeah. Do you yeah, try I'm... to like balance the energy? Like maybe like, all right, one for them, one for me, and kind of go back and forth with that? Uh, I try not to do any for me only. I just... Yeah. Uh, it's really? not fun. Yeah. I mean, I that's try to make songs for me on the album so that I can play them at the show. Right. Oh, but, but that's what I mean. Like, if you really, really like, you know, a song on your record, but it's not a great show song, would you do it? Yeah, I'll put show? it on the record, but, like, I don't like playing songs that I can tell the audience isn't really enjoying. In, in, but, like, how do you, you can just tell they're not... You can just feel people checking out or actually leaving and going to the bathroom okay. or I'll start talking more. Or Isn't that crazy that you can actually get that energy from a room full of strangers where you're like, these people aren't even engaged? And you get that, like, we yeah. can get that during a setup. Like, I mean, obviously the punchline, you can tell, okay, they last really like this they were, hits. Last night late at the cellar, dude, they were really fucking drunk. And, like, uh, they were good, but yeah. it was, like, that delicate balance of drunken energy where there you was one table. You can even feel the drunken energy. Like, it's so crazy how tangible it is. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where, like, I could have gone, you, you have that one, mo- as, like, as a comic, you have that one moment where these drunk girls kept talking to me, and I'm yeah. like, which which door do I go through here? <laughs> right. do, I, do I be the nice understanding guy or do I uh-huh. do it? So I did like the quick kind of like did a couple quick drinking jokes and got right out. I was like, I don't want to deal with yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's good. You know, it just sort of keeps it moving. Because yeah. I, I mean, I've certainly lost shows because I've just got lost in the audience and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, or like that's like the hardest thing now is to like just ignore the person who's like on their phone right in front of me and just yes. like I know. do the show anyway and not get like distracted by that person or something do you get annoyed when people are like watching you through their phone i don't have a problem with that i I know a lot of people do but honestly to me that's like the highest compliment there is these days i want to put you on my phone like (laughs) that to me is like that's something that you think is even somewhat interesting that you're bothering to take a picture of it or video it. i feel like that's less like i feel like maybe like five years ago or six years ago you would go to a show and you would just stand behind everyone looking like taping things to their dumb phone and then now I feel like it's less and less. I feel people well, come yeah, out certainly like, like like comedians are really like much more stringent on it. Now oh yeah, because it can totally it can totally mess everything up because it's a bit you're working on and then it yeah. gets out. or and it gets online or it's just like I want to take some risks. I don't want this to be 
you know, I want, I just yeah. want this. And that's what, personally, that's what I like about comedy is because I've, I've never put a CD or anything out. I like that it, this is going to happen in this room and it's going to be unique to this show. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. It's done. That's what I heard Jay Leno say on, uh, I, I forgot what I was thinking with Joe Rogan's podcast. So he said, there's no, uh, He's like, why haven't you put out anything? Like, no specials, nothing. He's like, he's like, well, I want my show to be special, and I wouldn't want to do it that way. But I, I appreciate that, and I understand. That, yeah. yeah, I just did this acoustic tour or solo tour with Josh Radin. He did it all solo acoustic, and mm-hmm. I'm I just did it with my whatever electric acoustic thing. Right. And I was saying before a couple of the shows, like. If you guys could just turn off your phones, it'd be great because I can get more of your energy that way. And it was so cool because it worked. Like the, there were no people on their phones and it was like because I think it was this acoustic intimate thing, um, it was just like even more attention was paid to the songs and the lyrics and nobody was like doing this where they're staring at their phone, smiling, like tweeting something. Because um, you're right. You get so used to that that it's almost not a big deal. Yeah. But I think it – it would have been – I think it was only special because it was like this solo acoustic performance. It was like every night felt like you were in church, you know? And now I'm like going to go out with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out with you to do the same thing. I wonder, you are. I wonder if people will be different seated because most of your shows are standing, right? Yeah. Uh, the ones we're doing, I think two out of the three are standing. Okay. Philadelphia just sold out. Sweet. The Tin Angel. The Tin Angel. Uh, yeah, we're going on. I'm doing. I'm doing a whole like month of shows. But why did you decide to do an acoustic tour? I did some shows this summer that were solo acoustic, and it was just really fun. And it sort of was like how I got started and how I chewed for a long time. Mm-hmm. Does that sound natural? The way yeah, it sounds yeah. fine. Totally. I don't think it's a problem. Chured. And um, I just I I really like that energy. It's very conversational. The way I talk in between songs and stuff. So to me, it's like a fun way to to connect with the audience and get to play some songs I don't play as often and stuff. So. Were you nervous about the Mulaney dates since those I was. were comedy audiences? I was nervous because I was, I just, I always feel like it'd be a fun thing to try, but then I was just like, well, because I like, I tell like jokes in between my songs, but it's not like full long bits or anything. And I was just kind of like, I'm not sure what they're going to. And you're know. really funny and on people stage. Could not and I don't get say that about a lot. Thank Most you. songwriters are not good at telling stories a lot of them think they are yeah but eric's legitimately good and you're like quick and short and you move forward and you always get laughs do you do the same um conversation between each tune like each time i'll say yeah, the same like, thing yeah like between each song you mean or yeah like, like you said you, like each between each song would you be like this is the, what this is what the joke that i do before this, this is the song. segue sometimes, into this song yeah sometimes sometimes they're just interchangeable stuff that like i've learned can kind of cut some of the tension it's the sort of stuff where like that's what i do need now that i'm thinking about it i need a joke about how somebody's on a phone these guys yeah. are good at that i got i got like, i got i just had mine stolen did you see that the freaking yeah, sarcasm only joke? i had what? a phone i closed on my last conan set with this joke about oh. how how i say uh you know when someone's boring you so much that you're like you feel your hand shaking and reaching yeah. toward your phone and you're like my phone would never bore me like this asshole yeah so it's like i wish i say like i wish like i'm training youtube videos where i know much time is left i wish i could do that with people they're telling you like a shitty story and you tap their face. You're like, all right, 30 more seconds. Thank God. And this, these goddamn internet memes stole it. 
And this guy had like six million, over six million followers. So I got all these messages about it. That's just what they do. They just like. Was kinda, it that fat Jew guy? No, it was a different one. That's his name. If I see, if I see the fat Jew on the street, though, the fat Jewish, he's in trouble. But uh, yeah, this other guy and and my roommate's hilarious. He's like, he's like, I found out where he lives. My roommate's like on it, and I'm just like, I don't want to play that card. Yeah, oh, he's on his shit. He's hilarious. So we find the guy, and I'm just like, hey man. I'm like telling him like Shut you it down. I was telling him I was like and then and then I was like so I was like here's the deal uh, he so my my friends I I post on Facebook so all these people start writing his emails on his Instagram everyone starts sending messages and like attacking him and stuff yeah. like some friends a few fans did it and he wrote back the most like fucked up email he wrote back like you cocksucking queer motherfucker oh, and he was saying and he took it away I'm I'm PGing it up that's uh, yeah, how I was bad it was say, yeah that was pretty PG my mom yeah. listens no, he to was, this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no really, but he said some really like fucked up shit <laughs> but he, he said this mess up so I posted his email on my Facebook and then he really freaked out and this guy starts messaging me he's like please take it down no please man take that down. I can't believe so he came back at you and he was like homophobic and yeah to my friend and then he's like and I was like well I said I was like well it's a pretty fucked up email you wrote and he's like, he's like, well, he provoked me. I was like, oh, did he? I have what he wrote right here. And all he wrote was, you should give Sam Morell credit. You stole his joke and you're taking credit for it. And I wrote a whole thing about like how hollow and sad their existences are as like stealing thought. I mean, it's just meme just makers. It. Yeah. Meme makers. Meme makers. Yeah. No, but makers of the memes. Sammy, these are six million. So he's, so, okay, so he's stealing jokes. It's low. So and on like, top of that, he's hateful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so I, so I say, here's the deal. I'm making some memes of my face in it with my name and you can put post those of some of my jokes and he's like okay I'll do it so okay. I got like I got like an instant like 1500 followers on Instagram oh, oh really? that's awesome and then, and then I was like I'm not done yet I was like I felt like really cool I felt like there's some more demands you know and I just kept making and now I just have like my eye on him when I notice another joke that I recognize He's going. He's, he's going to have to put up another. So Sam steal Rome that movie. in the oh, show. That's Eric. great. Yeah. <laughs> steal that's Sam's. Let's just steal. It's a great new bit. What's well, interesting? I was. I was listening. I took to this off topic. No, I was listening. No, to this no, thing. no, that no really it's on topic. That was an interesting story. I was listening to this thing about how, like, I don't know if you guys are, are big Drake fans. You're from Canada. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to high school together. So Drake. Um, <laughs> I know when that hotline bling. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's not my favorite. Really? No, I don't like that one that much. But anyway, he so like he had this big argument with you know a battle of beef, if you will, with yeah. Meek Mill. And Meek Mill said oh, yeah. that he doesn't like Drake doesn't write his own raps. And that is was that like, not true? I think it is somewhat true. Certain things, and but in the in the nineties or the two thousands, even like saying that about a rapper was like the worst thing you could say because like it's like a comedian not writing their jokes. Uh-huh. Thing. It's like this. That wasn't like meaning that you. I pointed at you, but yeah. I don't. No, know. I don't no, mean no, that very you. Very people know that. But um, but. The thing I was listening to was talking all about how like today's generation doesn't care. No, like, they don't. That was the thing. This guy like called him out and said Drake doesn't write his own stuff, and everyone was like, "Don't care, love the songs." Yeah. And it's really true. like it's now sad. more about like I just like what I like, and I don't care where it came from that much. That's and, the like, real problem. People, they, things are so come and go these days. You know, mm-hmm. there's like you just click like next thing. It's like they don't even think about author or, or yeah, anything like Yeah, it's really that. disposable. So, I'm so guilty of that. Like, if I screenshot something, I've put it on Instagram before. Like, I put a bunch of old pictures of, like, Diane Keaton when she was, like, 25 or something on my yeah, Instagram. you put a lot of old Diane Keaton. <laughs> yeah, I, I love her. But <laughs> yeah, then, like, I Diane. don't know the photographer, so technically I should be crediting the photographer. That's a good point. But, like, Pinterest is all that. It's all uncredited photographs. It's all uncredited stealing. Yeah. So that's what they should call it instead of Pinterest. Drake doesn't write his songs. He writes a lot, but I mean, like most of the big guys over the years, Dr. Dre was like known for taking other people, having him write songs for like verses and stuff like Uh that. 
I guess Sinatra. I mean, one of the greatest entertainers anything. of all time. Yes. Didn't write anything. Yeah, okay. but he was an entertainer. He wasn't like pretending he was a songwriter. Right. Yeah. He was. Just oh a yeah, that's He'd be more true. like if like he's more like if it, like a songwriter was an actor or something. You know, he was like interpreting right. the words. Yeah. He wasn't. Right. You know. But and I guess that it's was like the an thing back Jolie. then. Yeah. That was more common back then. There For sure, back then there, there was songwriters. I mean, there still yeah. is going on now. It's just. I don't know. I'm just. It's sort of interesting. Of like, because I take a ton of pride in like the fact that I write my own songs. But yeah. People don't really care that much. They're like, "Great, you wrote your own songs, and it's not as catchy as this one that seven people wrote together." Yeah. Well, we, I mean, I think the right people care. We're impressed by it. I mean, I mean, your fans are bigger fans of yours for that. I think. They're yeah, more... I think so. I and mean, that's why you know, like Ed Sheeran is sort of the the golden boy right now, and he writes all his own stuff. So there's there's always somebody who's doing it. And Eric really focuses on becoming a better songwriter. Like I really admire your the way that you approach your your craft. You study artists like you study the greats like Paul Simon and Randy Newman and Stevie Wonder and then like you go into your little laboratory and you just like you keep working and working and working until it's perfect. Like you really I've worked with Eric a lot and he produced a couple songs on my new record and we co-wrote together and I just really like your approach. Like well, thanks. I, we worked on Ordinary Dude I this, love this song. song for years. And like you finally helped me get it to a good spot, and then I couldn't. I had "Give Me Resurrection" done, but I, it just felt like t- it was too long, and it couldn't. I could never write a bridge. We were talking about bridge writing the other day on yeah, this podcast. I give and you, you some like, pointers. You, and Eric, <laughs> you nailed the bridge on that one too. So, and same with "Ordinary Dude." I think you wrote the bridge on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the bridge is like, I and mean, that's the classic like Beatles thing with Paul and John would like trade because that's like you're on one track, and then someone else can come in from a totally different angle. And be like, here, here's an idea that's like totally outside the box, and it's like great because that's what you want out of a bridge a lot of the time. Yeah. I never know what they're for. It all, they say they're supposed to be like, like the wise part of the song. I agree. A lot of times it's like I'm making a point, I'm making a point, and the bridge is. But on the other hand, yeah, yeah, interesting. Is it like it's? Is it like uh, sometimes you're like too attached to maybe it and, and you need someone with an outside perspective who has nothing to do with it, and they they see it with fresh eyes? That kind of I think I, so. Yeah, but also like a credit to Anya is like. I don't. I can't do that usually because I give it to someone else, and they're like, "Here's a bridge," and I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> really? You know? I'm just like, I don't like that. You know? Is um, it like a pride thing? It sometimes is, but it's like also just depends on who I'm working with. Sometimes I just don't like what they came up with or something. I've found that too, but I, I think when I collaborate on a song, it's usually a song I'm willing to like co-parent with. Right. But um, there's kids going. Down the drain. Yeah. I need, to, I need that's, any help I can get. That's exactly it. Like, I have a song, and I'm just like, this has been in a dead end for a year. I don't yeah. know how to get out of this. Please, somebody. And we we do that, do though. That. Comics yeah. do that. Because you kind of just beat a path to a certain way, and then I'll have a conversation with, like, Sammy, and Sammy will just, he can just give you an angle, or I can do the same thing yeah. to him. This joke's going, it just, and you're like, well, there's also this. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, you just need, because you just see it that one way. No, yeah. uh, Sometimes we're too attached to a thought, and we overcomplicate yeah, it, and then it, another person comes in, and we're like, oh, that's the angle. It's so much more sim- yeah. simple than right. we <gasps> Or sometimes the audience friend. tells you. Sometimes you'll have a joke, and then the, the whole joke won't really hit, and then, and then you'll just kind of tag it, and all of a sudden, something kind of lights up, and you're like, Oh, so all that other shit, what I thought was the joke, is not the joke, but the tag, that's where I should start. You Isn't know? that fascinating, though, like that people don't know where the joke is and stuff? Like, I mean, like it's totally interesting. You yeah, know, like, well, I mean, you get, you get Seinfeld deceived talks about it. it all the time. You on, get deceived because I was just in Fort Myers, Florida, 
And I had these two new jokes. I was like, these are funny jokes. I think they're funny, original jokes. And they fucking ate it on every show. And I was like, well, I guess they're not good. And then like, I was just kind of bored the other night. So I'm like, let me try these again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they both killed. Sometimes. Now in the city, sucks or something? I think or? Florida sucks. I, I, had, <laughs> I don't yeah. like Florida. I had a joke that I thought, okay, this is going to be on my like, next TV set. It kills in New York City. I went to LA and it bombed. Every single show. What's the joke? Why do you think? The, the so, joke, I think. It's all about Dwayne Reed. Well, <laughs> the joke is about the Penn Station washrooms. And, uh, <laughs> no, like at night or whatever. And uh, no, the joke is, uh, oh, I don't know if I want to do Just say it. No, because I'm going to do, I want to do it on TV. Right, You're so in a safe just space. Just give us the gist of it. The gist is. Uh, now give us all the detailed parts. <laughs> no, the, the, the gist is just. I have a whole, and I've gone on and on about this, I think, on the podcast, but I have a whole, I'm, I'm dyslexic and wasn't like special ed and stuff like that. And certain jokes I do about being dyslexic, audiences, if they don't understand how jokes work, uh, get offended. And I'm like, no, it's, it's about me. It's right. about me. It's like about. It's the most condescending thing. It's like they're, they're like, you're not strong enough to feel what we feel. Yeah, about exactly. You. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, or do you feel guilty because you actually made special ed jokes mm-hmm. when you were a kid and now you're. You're trying you know, to have it both ways. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Anyways. Um, but uh, so the, the joke just didn't work in LA. But uh, well, oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. LA audiences are more sensitive, though, I've noticed. I, I just did a joke out there that was like crushing here. It's like going to be, I think, it's like my new closer here. Yeah. And, uh, and I did it. The Kira Sedgwick. <laughs> the Kira Sedgwick of my set. The Mariano, if you will. Yeah. And, Do you guys uh, call it that ever? Nah. <laughs> That'd be cool if you called it that. I should. But I, but it, but I was in LA and, it, and it, I did it on a, a big show and it got, and people were like, <gasps> yes. Because it's, it's a mean joke. Oh. And I'm being kind of mean in it. Can you and do New it? Yorkers love it. Yeah, it's that Delta joke I did. You saw me do it the other night. I, oh, it's a long a great joke. Bit. Sounds well, mean. <laughs> well, it's me dealing with a customer service person, and I'm pretty mean. And but and he maybe be, that's what this, this joke that I'm doing is mean too. That's the thing about L.A. though. LA, New York is like so me. much like fuck you to your face. There's that in L.A. People are like, no, be nice, and then they go, you go away, and they're just like that guy. Should, you know, yeah. that's like the L.A. way. How do you pick the closer? Because I'm always I feel like the closer joke is usually like a short, quick joke that you can be thank you. That's my time. Blah blah blah. <laughs> but like because there's usually like a bigger joke earlier in the set. That's like yeah. a longer, more involved thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. You just want to end, uh, especially if you're doing like a TV set, like a short set. Yeah, you I, you want to do some jokes work better because they feel like a bit of a conclusion, and you want something that's going to hit really hard every time. High so, percentage. Yeah, so like, like a super high joke, and it was actually my mother's <laughs> house. <laughs> you're like, you know, like, yeah, callbacks are great on TV sets, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, you just want like a big pop, and there's certain jokes that work like 95 percent of the time or whatever, and that's what you want, just because you if you don't want to peter out. It's the same with songs, don't you think? Yeah, I guess so. Closing out you the close set, out, yeah. you always close out on. You can't close out on like a finger picking acoustic. People do it. They yeah. do do it, but it has to be the one the tear. Well, that's why I'm wondering if there's like a, if there's like a difference of opinion within the comedian world because like there's some people who mm-hmm. think like you should end the show, a music show with like the big song that makes you feel awesome. Like that's my opinion, but then some people are like it's so much more bold if I come out and that's do an true. acoustic song at the end and everyone's all sleepy. I, I think ended. set length set length matters too if it's a short set or a long. I mean, if you're doing an hour, you can close on like a more on like a longer that's bit, yeah. As opposed to you know, I think even it would be different from a five minute set. It could be even different to like a fifteen minute set and then a forty five yeah, minute absolutely. set. Absolutely, and I mean, my shows are ninety minutes. So, do you want to do something new off your yeah. new release? Ninety is long. No, I was just kidding. They're not. They're forty five. <laughs> Let me ask this though. So Sam and I uh, love David Tell, 
And yeah. we would watch David Tell and be like, wow, now that is a joke. Who is someone uh, that you would watch or who you would listen to as a songwriter and you're like, holy shit, like that this guy. That is a joke. Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would be someone that as a songwriter would just, you, you would find you very, you would find very motivating yeah, and inspiring. Um, Paul Simon. Um, just sort of like the, the I grew up on the sort of classic singer songwriters okay. Stevie Wonder and Billy Joel and the Beatles and did you ever see the Paul Simon oh there was a great show it would be like they would do each song on an album it was mm-hmm. called like classic I have cuts. Seen it. did you it's see great. the Paul Simon one for Graceland yeah. so it, I, it's I was it's so and fascinating it's off Netflix now it, oh was it on it's Netflix on? at yeah. some point oh I, I saw it years ago just like flipping around on t- you know when you're just flipping around on TV and all of a sudden you find like the best thing in the world I remember watching that. And it was around the time I was starting comedy. And I could relate it to comedy so much because he was going through each line. He was talking about like diamonds on the soles of his shoes. And he was talking about each line and being like, well, this is because this is... You're like, wow, these songs are so rich with just references. and and, uh, That's my favorite lyrical album of all time. Oh, so good. Number two is Paper Plane coming out January 26th, 29th. The people are waiting. My roommate was like, he's like, when's it coming out? Yeah. We have a single out now called Give Me Resurrection. Is it coming out today, tomorrow, or it's um, out by, it's time out by now? It's out by now. When's We're taping this live, though. Out? Everyone should yes. know. This is going, this is streaming. Actually, it might be, Ordinary Dude might be coming out um, on the day that we release this. So. All right. Can she's you guys, dropping them all. Yep. You know, Can Adele you just announced she's not going to stream her. You own. want us to do Ordinary Dude? Can you please do it? I love that one. Should we do our plugs and stuff and then do play us oh, out? Oh, we could do that. Sure, whatever you want. Do you want to play a new song off your album or no? We can do Ordinary Dude. Okay. Okay, we'll do that. Let's do our plugs now and then we'll play you guys out. Uh, Eric Hutchinson, uh, you can follow Eric on Twitter at Eric Hutchinson. You can go to and, his website. And Instagram is what I'm really trying to build. I'm trying to get to 10 million followers. You're so good with your fans. You I'm like to contests to. with them. Yeah. I'm at like 20,000 right now, so we got a long way to go. <laughs> he's, he's good at That's this. That's good though. 20,000 is a lot. That's a yeah. lot. What, you're I like, got to keep it's blackmailing these joke thieves to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really impressed the way you did that. <laughs> well, so, the you got to fight for your right. You got to yeah. fight, dude. Yeah. So follow Eric Next time I'll Fucking kill him now. Right. Yeah. On so follow at- me, and if you want to come see uh, my acoustic tour, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And you can get shows. You can get tickets at erichudson.com. You're showing me my own <laughs> post here right now, Anya. He's gonna be all over the place. We're going all. We're going all over. It's mainly East Coast. I love that. It's like as soon as I post something about shows, I just get tons of angry emails and, and comments from people who are like, "Why won't you ever come to Detroit?" <laughs> Uh, definitely check out Phil Hanley, who's going to be in Montreal on New Year's Eve. You can follow at Phil M. Hanley on Twitter and Instagram. Phil, where else are you going to be? I'm going to be, uh, Sammy, how do you say the name of the place? Peora, Illinois. Peoria, Illinois. I believe Peoria. that's where Dean Martin is from. Is it true? I believe. I could be completely wrong, but I think I drove through there once. There's all these signs. I think also Peoria, Illinois is oh, where no, no. Wayne's World is from. No? Oh, really? Isn't it like at the beginning of or the sketch? Aurora. Like, oh, Aurora. Aurora, Aurora, right. Aurora. No, no, not, not, is it, it's not Dean Martin. Who, who's from Peora? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought it was Dean Martin. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. That's what I was. Okay, so I'm playing the, uh, the Jukebox Comedy Club in Peora, Illinois uh, on December 17th uh, to the 19th. And then the uh, Comedy Nest in Montreal on New Year's Eve. And the... Uh, Sorry. The Come and Take It Comedy Fest in Houston, Texas on February 20th. And the Comedy Mix. I'm recording uh, my uh, debut uh, CD uh, February 4th to 6th in uh, Vancouver, BC. Cool. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. 
I'm a, a Hartford Funny Bone, December 26th, 27th. Uh, Laughs Inc. in Toledo. So you know it's a good time. Uh, <laughs> January 8th and 9th. January 21st through the 23rd, I'm at the new DC Draft House. That should be fun. Mm. And then uh, I'm, at, I'm doing the Riot Fest in LA this year, January 30th and 31st. Oh, I'm doing that too, man. Well, maybe we'll have a cocktail. Yeah, or we could, yeah, we could just hang uh, out. Maybe, let's, we should make sure, maybe we could share a hotel room the first night. Uh, yeah, probably get my own place. But Maybe we could share <laughs> a hot tub too. And uh, what else? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in February, I'm doing Rumors Winnipeg, the... February 17th through uh, the 20th. That's going to be chilly, buddy. Yeah, Winnipeg yeah. in February. Yeah, I've done it. It's going to be chilly. Yeah, bro. All right, you can pre-order my album, Paper Plane, at AnyaMarina.com. Come see me on tour. All my tour dates are at that website as well. Eric, do you think you'll remember the lyrics? To we? Uh... Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, because I texted you, and I was like, how about we do Give Me a Resurrection? You were like, totally, and then... Uh, <laughs> We'll just see if you so do. We'll just, oh, and also my album Class Act, a class act on iTunes. It's a good one. <laughs> He's a real class act. It's a great record, though. Get it? Thank you. Class Act, I'm Sam Morell. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and thanks to all our engineers in Stand Up New York Labs. Thank you, Chris. And uh, let's see if we can do this. I Eric. think Richard Pryor's from Peoria. Peoria. How do you oh, say it? Oh, good. You should find out before you go. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess find out. What is this song about? It's really about touring and love and like falling in love. Love. Are you interviewing yourself right now? Well, you wrote that second verse and you were like, if you ever want to know what this is about, just ask. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. I don't think I said that. You're, you're, you're like imagining things I've said. <laughs> Dude, I think you did. All right, let's hear you rock this. There's a man pacing outside. In the thick of a fight Think tonight Is a night Alright He throws caution to the sky This is his life What's it gonna be Fight or fly Oh, the road is tried and true Running from the rules Now you're asking me If I you know I do, I love you too, you know I do You're not some formula that I set out to prove You're on my side, you're not uptight, I can't lose You're not some ordinary, ordinary, ordinary
Bye. 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 Bye.